0: Mudiay driving, bad pass, down low. To Bradley catches off his feet, throws it out to Clarkson. Ball fakes with a baseball pass. Now
2: penetrates, throws it out to Mudiay. Mudiay left corner three, got it all right. Emmanuel, how sweet is this? Three right side, no good. Rebound comes down to Ingles. It was hard to win. It was Finney Smith again. Ahead is Niang to the rack. The minivan just went to the top floor and jammed it with the right hand.
3: That's what kept us in the game, kept our lead, was, like you said, Jordan Clarkson, he's been good. But Emmanuel, I mean, for not playing for the last little stretch, you can't see enough about him. And then Tony Bradley, those tip outs were huge. Those Those are hard to recover from. And the Utah Jazz win in Dallas 123 119. That's three in a row, PK. As quick as they were gone, they're back again. Five game losing streaks of memory. They're scoring at will. And at the basket. There, too. Uh, yeah,
2: Clarkson just makes it look so easy. I'm wondering if it's a case of a little Jerry Sloan thing going on with Clarkson. Jerry always seemed to get the best out of the guys. Whatever talent they had, he could find it and deliver it. And so I'm wondering if that's the same situation here. Now, Clarkson was a pretty good player, pretty good scorer anyway. I can't really say I was uh, locked in on his games when he was playing with the Lakers and the Clip uh, Cavaliers. But, you know, he always scored every single season in double figures. I think this is the highest he had it was just under 17 with Cleveland Cleveland was a losing team and really so were the Lakers in those years too so this is a little different because now it's a winning team a team that obviously has high aspirations and is going to make the playoffs I don't think he's ever played in the postseason maybe was he there that one year before LeBron took off
3: yeah he got yeah, that so, one yeah so he did that get, one taste just part of a season did. in Cleveland when he went
2: there yeah after they made that trade I think in 2018 so he has some experience there.
3: Man, he just finds a way to get to the bucket and put the ball in there. It looks so simple and easy. <laughs> they can't stay in front of him. And you th- there were a few, uh, a few things that happened in that game that I thought were kind of surprising. Had to check the box score during the timeout, or Bowler would say something and update you. And, you know, we, we think Joe Ingalls is pretty good passing the ball since the day he got here. And Ingalls had a good game last night, he had eight assists. Clarkson had eight assists. I mean that's we know Clarkson can score, but he was yeah I don't really fine, get guys. caught
2: up in that because I can come down and make a bounce pass and and somebody could make a, a turnaround twenty five footer and I get an assist
3: yeah it's true, but that's still not what was I mean that's always been true and he hasn't he hasn't been putting up eight assists and maybe it was a one off you know maybe he'll go back to being zero one or two assist guy. But uh, that was unusual. I think the other thing that caught my eye was Donovan Mitchell with nine turnovers. Nine. That is a massive number. Oh, for sure. Yeah, way too high. But when you're uh, when the ball's going in the hoop, as you like to say, 59% shooting for the Jazz, that's, that's going to be a W most of the time. And it was in Dallas. Jazz shoot 59%. 43% from three. So they will lighten it up. Jazz win, 123-119, and they play the Miami Heat at home tomorrow night, and then it's the All-Star break. They get a big, long stretch off back a week from Friday, so a little bit of downtime. All right, we got more on the Jazz and the win streak coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Hashtag NBA. They get it at Dinwoody up top. Seven seconds to go. One-on-one with Brogdon. Steps right, 20-footer is scored. With 3.8 seconds to go, Brooklyn takes the lead. I don't care how it looks. Uh, you know, I'm just playing basketball and, you know, just getting back to myself, you know, just being a good uh Just playing basketball and just trying to dominate.
3: That was a game winner from Spencer Dinwiddie. Brooklyn beating the Pacers 106-105. Also, Joel Embiid. Does it seem like the Sixers are in the middle of a lot of just people talking and nonsense and a little bit of a circus and they're underachieving? Yeah,
2: why are we talking about them?
3: I have no idea because y'all <laughs> played it and I figured I have to That's identify who it is. But, yeah. <laughs> Toronto Raptors, 15 straight wins. They beat Atlanta 137 to 126. They lost Kawhi Leonard, but not supposed to be doing this, PK. Says who? Says NBA history. You don't lose a player that good and then go out and win 15 in a row. They're second in the East. Utes lost Van Horn and went to the finals. Yeah, it's true. That's college, not pro, but okay. Van Horn played in the pros. Yes, but the Utes are in college. Don't change the time. And they had several pros. That's why they won. In
2: Toronto, every single one of these guys is a pro.
3: Denver Nuggets were down 23 midway through the third quarter, and they come back and beat the Spurs 127-120. to 120. Paul Millsap having a game. He's, back, been, yeah. he's been out. He's been hurt. He's been kind of off the radar, and the Nuggets have been winning without him. But he is back, and they needed him. And he delivered, hit a three to put him in front. Yeah, he off the bench. Yeah, only played 19 minutes. Uh, but 22 points, seven rebounds, had three assists. Well, I'm sure they are excited just to have him out on the floor. A couple of steals, yeah. he played well. Ooh. Uh, the Miami Heat will be here tomorrow night. They were in Golden State. Jimmy Butler led them with 21, and they beat the Warriors 114-101, pretty much what you'd expect. Lakers beat the Suns like you'd expect, 125-100. Larry the Laker was all fired up about LeBron's turnovers. And I wasn't. And a 25-point. <laughs> I was sleeping. 44 players named to the finalist list for selection. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't the 12 of them make it be the finalists? Thought that was weird the way they phrased that, but whatever. There's the pool of players they'll pick the Olympic team from, and Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley are on that 44 player list, and they'll make some cuts, and players will get injured, and come up with other plans. Yeah, and that's like 32 down. cuts. Yep. All right, DJ and PK.
0: #Hashtag College Basketball.
3: Utah State and Colorado State tonight. Scotty G's got the call, seven thirty on the CBS Sports Network. Scotty will have the pregame show starting at seven o'clock. We were just talking about the uh, the Pac twelve yesterday. How there are a bunch of teams that are decent. They're really hard to beat at home, uh, but they're not that good away. And they maybe they aren't NCAA teams, but they're still good enough to win some games. And I thought that description pretty much fits the Rams, except for the Pac twelve part, obviously. Second place in the Mountain West. They are ten and three at home uh, mediocre away from home but 10-3 at home and the Aggies have not been a good road team they won those games against Fresno and San Jose early in the year and San Jose is awful and Fresno's not much better and other than that the road's been a frustrating place for the Aggies 2-5 and five on the road this year they really need a road win Rams are in second place half game in front of the Aggies and the Broncos and the Wolfpack the battle yeah there it is alright tonight 7-30 DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Scott Lenahan, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, is going to LSU to be the new passing game coordinator. Joe Brady won the Broyles Award, did a year in LSU, juiced up their passing attack, had the right quarterback, had everybody around him, came in, lit the place on fire, went 15 0, and then took off for the Carolina Panthers. Money's pretty good in the SEC. NFL guys moving back and forth through the SEC. Yeah, now something we care about. Uh, Oregon is losing its
2: top recruiter to SC. And that's something that, uh, see if SC, you know, they had listed uh, the most productive freshman classes, and SC was like the fourth best in terms of getting production out of its freshmen. We know they didn't have a lot of scholarships, and they didn't offer or they didn't sign a lot of guys. So, what's the quality of the players that they brought in? Now they got this great recruiter coming in. Sun Devils on a defensive line took a guy from Minnesota, the Vikings, Rodriguez. As they continue to stack their staff with NFL guys, and such a big deal those coordinators left, and the the, the sky was falling in Tempe. There's only three guys
3: from Herm's original staff. It's just, only two years later. Just keeps turning it over. <laughs> Everything changes. Yeah. And it's clear that the message is, we can get you to the NFL, we can get you to the NFL, we can get you to the NFL. Is that a more powerful message for high school recruits than we can win? Or the ones oh, who are winning, is. Just the ones yes. who are
2: winning are doing both. No, Well, they are doing both, yeah. yes. But I think that getting to the NFL, it's an interesting question you raise. Getting to the NFL is the number one thing. Jalen Johnson, we spoke to him. He didn't specifically come here to win. He came here to play for three years to start immediately and get to the NFL. Now, the bonus was they had a really good team, and he did win. Yeah. And he did
3: go out of uh, three seasons. Two of them, he went to the Pac-12 title game. What brought that up is he was talking about how he could have gone to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, when we were talking to him his freshman year, was headed to the playoff. And do you have any regrets? And he had zero regrets. He was able to answer that question instantly. Nope. He could have gone anywhere. Yep.
2: Uh, And it's, if you can get, if you have NFL talent, and I know everybody, all the cliche is everybody thinks they can, we get that, but uh, the reality is that very few can, but if you're one of those few, uh, you're interested in getting the NFL, if you lost every game in college, but got to the NFL, who cares? (laughs)
3: And we got the story from Lincoln Kennedy about how you open the Alabama media guide, you open it up, and you see uh, canceled checks from Alabama guys who are in the NFL. Their their NFL paychecks. <laughs> that spells it out. Look at all that money. Canceled checks. Yep. Well, that's old school. That is old school. But nonetheless, that's what Lincoln says is on the inside of the Bama, Bama uh, stuff they send to the recruits. You know, you think Mel Tucker is the guy if they give him time at Colorado, that he can he can get Colorado going, because Colorado in the 90s was great, and in the 2000s they were good, and they were winning Big 12 division titles, and they came to the Pac-12, and this last decade's been bad. One division title and a bunch of last place finishes, and he withdrew his name from consideration from the Michigan State coaching vacancy over the weekend, and there have been a string of guys doing that. There's... Yak's got a list of about four of them here, but he's the one with ties to the NFL. Luke Pac-12. Fickle yesterday from Cincinnati right. pulled his name well, out. Fickle Pat is, Narduzzi, Fickle is in uh,
2: Narduzzi. Those guys, and i uh, to, uh, to a little bit Tucker, but the other two have far more connections,
0: stronger connections yeah. than uh, Tucker had. All right, DJ and PK,
3: hashtag NFL. Chargers and Phillip Rivers jointly announcing that the 16-year veteran will enter free agency and end his run with the franchise he spent his entire career with. So the Chargers firmly in the middle of all the Tom Brady rumors. Is he going to stay in New England? Raiders, Chargers, Cowboys—all kinds of stuff is being floated out there. You got any gut instinct? What's going to happen up with Brady? What's going to happen with Brady when this whole deal is up and done and over?
2: Yeah, my guess would be he'd stay. Uh, Cowboys, I I wouldn't do it. I don't think Brett uh, Prescott is going to get you anywhere.
3: That's but, why I thought you thought that, might, I, but he's forty two years old. So yeah. what are you going to do? Because the owner is uh, you know pushing eighty and win now. If you have the team, you think you can do it for one year? And if Prescott's not the guy, you are going to be on the market trying to find a quarterback anyway. Yeah, but that's just my opinion. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a uh, quarterback I don't think you're, guru, I know, you I I agree with that, but you're. I don't think you're up in the night either. <laughs> And you're, He's not okay. only, He's you're not the not only you're not the only one who has doubts about Prescott. And the owner doesn't want to go to the playoffs. And Prescott looks like he does he, want to go to the playoffs. He, could, he doesn't just want to go to the playoffs. He wants to win it all. And Prescott, I and mean, you can get him to playoffs this year, maybe he can do that, but can he win him a Super Bowl? Doesn't look like it.
2: I don't know that they're a great quarterback away, and I'm not sure Tom Brady is going to be a great quarterback. Is he going how much better is he going to be than Carr? then Prescott then uh, let's see who's the kid Jacoby in Indianapolis in Jacoby Uh yeah potential land, halfway decent teams
3: but if, he, if he's going to make the Peyton Manning late career move and try to win a Super Bowl right if you get him a Denver defense yeah you right. got a shot <laughs> yeah because that defense was awesome alright DJ and PK hashtag Major League Baseball Major League Baseball, trial balloon floated. How about significant changes to the postseason? Go from 10 teams to 14. Instead of a wild card game, you'd have three three three-game series. And the thinking behind this, this will shock you, is about money and TV contracts and postseason's where it's at. And it would provide at least four, possibly eight elimination games. Well, I like the three-game
2: series rather than the one game wild card because I think it protects uh, division winners because you would have to use more pitching potentially and then so your pitching would be a little bit more depleted as you then go into the second round because we've had a number of wild card teams win it as recently as last season didn't the Braves win the division and Washington was a second-place team, so they got the wild card, right? I'm pretty sure that's where it was.
3: I believe you're right. Yeah. I will check it, but I think you are So it. if that protects a division winner a little bit more, I'm okay with it.
2: you got to do something about, though, extending into the November situation when these games are being played in 40 Short degrees. regular
3: season? You
2: know, like that, baseball is not meant to be played in 40 degrees. It just isn't. It doesn't work that way, and I don't. I don't think they should continue with a 162, or or still, or start the season in February,
3: have the crappy weather on the beginning. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. More day-night doubleheaders on weekends, where you're playing a Saturday afternoon game at noon or one or whatever, and then a Saturday night game at seven. Gonna, it's going to require more pitching. But that's going to lead to more runs scored, and that seems to be what people like anyway, so who cares? So so summer there's doubleheaders.
2: A, there's a way to protect the, the division winners. That seems good to me. Or maybe just go a two-game series and follow. You know, for the last 72 years, soccer is a sport that's really just going to burst on the scene. I think it's really only 42, yeah. but okay. Well, it seems like it. We've been told that equals 72 years. And just,
3: years. Just go the uh, aggregate scores. Yeah, but they want more uh, TV products, so there's going to be a third game. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. That's. Did you hear Plumbing. the uh, the one, the Bullsinger guy, is going to sue
2: Toronto, or uh, Houston because he got shelled? Just thinking of all the cheating. I think the Jazz should sue Bavetta.
3: <laughs>
2: Where does this end? Uh, it's going to end short of a lawsuit over this. No, but you can, who can you sue? I mean, wasn't it McBride's last game? Uh, or no, Lavelle's last game? There was a fumble that wasn't called? Yeah. And then, uh, who was that? Brandon, what was his name? Brandon, Brandon, Bradley. Brandon Bradley. Brandon Bradley. He
3: knee, was down. Knee down, yeah. San Diego State would probably like to sue for the whole yeah. incident that they had with Brady Hoke last time they were in Provo. I'd
2: just say, just sue left and right, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Just making a litigious society. Yeah, even where, more so. where does
2: this end? Where just sue? Any other suit, lawsuits we could throw out there? Were you, were you was robbed? I'm, I'm Damian Lillard, and they don't make the playoffs by one game. I sue the NBA. Right?
3: Do it. Yeah. Whoever's on the bubble in the NCAA tournament, the last team that doesn't get in. Yeah, it's pretty much sue arbitrary him. at that point, right? Sue them!
2: Um, the first four out, just sue. Yeah. Well, then yeah, the next four. Yeah, why one? You're right. Well, yeah. then the next four, though. The next four, because they mm. could have been in the first four, which would have been a step closer. All so the, sue them! All the lawyers are in favor. Of yeah. I think Bolsinger is just opened up a can of worms here, man. What are you going to sue, sue,
3: sue, sue, sue? All right, coming up. If you've got somebody you want to sue in the world of sports, please, by all means, let us know. Uh, We've also got the question up that's been getting a lot of reaction on our Facebook page. The Jazz have won three in a row after losing five in a row. Everything good again? You still got your worries? Or the guys are back on track and you're feeling great? You don't like uh, Trump? Sue Hillary for losing. Sue the Democratic Party for nominating her. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
3: You look for different moments that
2: can be kind of signature moments of a season. This Jazz team hadn't played well in a while. They kind of got away with one in the game against Portland. There they are on the road, a team that had their way there for a little while. And the Jazz
0: found a way to win it, man. That was fun. Two games this season now where Boyan Bogdanovich has been the absolute nail-biter difference. I have watched that replay at least 20 times from all the different angles. I don't know how he got that shot off. Pretty much 9 out of 10 people thought the game was over Hit that three. Fun stuff for the Utah Jazz and an important moment as they try to leave the doldrums of the last two weeks behind and go into the All Star break. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
3: What are you giving your Valentine? Make it a special personal gift from Minky Couture. Learn more at minkycouture.com. The Utah Jazz win again in Dallas, up by 21 at the half. They gave up a couple runs, but they answered with runs, and the Mavs could never take the lead, never tie it up. Jazz run out the clock and win that thing. That is three in a row. How happy are you with the team right now? How comfortable are you? How much do you think they got it all together, they solved their problems? It was merely a bump in the road.
2: All is well, and let me repeat that. All, All is, is well. well. <laughs> All is well. All is well.
3: That's, that's a lot of confidence right there. Okay, why not? They've got it in themselves. Why shouldn't I have it in them? Jack Dunbar. And by the way, that's that's that sounds like some kind of uh, action movie hero right there. Jack Dunbar. Jack says until someone... Does the boy cried wolf for the sky is falling the next time they lose? Yeah, all's well now. They need to be like PK. Don't be a roller coaster jazz fan. P.S. PK just brightens my day when he sings the blues away.
2: Whoa my love, my darling. I've hungered for your touch. Scout immediately. Tell me, baby, baby, <laughs> do I need to know? I need to know.
3: Scott immediately posted Jack Dunbar. That must be PK's Burner account. I do not have a Burner account. You and Kevin Durant, Burner accounts everywhere. You're Jack Dunbar. I do not have,
2: I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have a Burner account on Twitter. I'm not a big social media dude. Jake Scott once said to me, why put all your opinions out on Twitter? What's the point of listening to the show? I thought, you know, That's spot on. That actually resonated with me. Don't give away too much. Yeah. And so, I don't. I'd rather save my stuff for the hours of 6 to 10. Jake, you know, he looks doofy, but he's actually a smart guy. (laughs) He looks
3: doofy. (laughs) D-O-O-F-E-Y?
2: Doofy. Well, however you want to spell it, yeah. I'd probably go with the Y. He, he said, like, he, he really gets, Jake Scott really understands radio. And he said to me once, well, the reason why you know I told him about Locke, you got to give him the five-second rule or else he'll talk over each other. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, he has those dramatic pauses because all those years he did a radio show by himself. <clears throat> He's yep. not used to playing off somebody. Like you are excellent at it. There is no doubt about it. If, if we're going to talk over, it's going to be me, you, you, you just know you, you know my rhythms, you know everything about it, and so we are able to do even when we're not in the same studio. We hardly ever do it. Uh, and I thought, yeah, he's right. So when Jake Scott has something to say about radio, I listen.
3: That's a good point because I had not thought of that as lock. As soon as you said that, I thought that's true. But it had never occurred to me. Never occurred and to me I've been, no, he said I've it, been, too. I've been getting talked over by Locke for years. Right.
2: you got to wait five <laughs> seconds after he's done because he has these pauses, and then
3: he's used to going again. We find it funny, and whenever it happens to one of us during the show, the other one will look like, you know it's Locke. Yeah. five-second rule. And we've both giggled at each other when we've been stepped on or stepped on him. Because
2: he can't talk over himself. Solid point. So, I have no burner
3: account. All right, as far as the Jazz and how hot they are and how good they look, and is everything fixed and they're back on track, Steven coming up with a definite maybe here. He goes with, possibly. We're looking better and better. I also love the Conley and O'Neill are wearing headbands. Conley plays better with a headband on, just saying. I don't care about any of that stuff. I am so with you on that. <laughs> I saw this comment last night. But I know people do. I know there are people that they care what kind of shoes guys wear. Don't care. And they care. There's somebody out there who's posting on Twitter the Jazz record based on what jersey they're wearing, what uniform they're wearing.
2: Don't care about that.
3: Not even a little bit.
2: I think I'm, a, you know, we always just talk about how Magic wasn't a pure point guard, so that somehow would elevate Stockton. I think I'm a pure sports fan. You just want the winning and the losing and the drama. Yeah. I could say probably uh, more accurate is I'm a pure competition fan.
3: Because I want competition.
2: And I want to see you go against th- this guy and that guy, and they both go as hard as they can.
3: And when a game gets yeah. lopsided, you routinely find another channel and find another game.
2: Yeah, y- yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like uh, the, Yeah, we've seen that uh, last Thursday night when... Uh, who who are they killing? Was it Portland BYU? Yes. In the second half? They're up by thirty. I'm right, out. I got this. Now you can't Right. So I flick over. Yep. So I can't, you know, I turned one off on my phone and then put the other one on because they both played at the same time. And that game went OT, didn't it? Didn't it? Against Stanford? Yeah. yeah. So that I'm in. I don't care what the cheerleaders are doing. I don't care about the band. I don't care about uh halftime entertainment. None of that stuff. I mean we didn't we didn't discuss once whether J Lo and Shakira were too much skin, or because I don't care, <laughs> they could stand up there buck naked for all I care. I don't care. That's not why I'm watching the Super Bowl. I don't care. Do whatever you want. And I, and I get now you got to top the last time, and so you got to show this. You got to be more provocative. So you got to shake your butt five times instead of three times, and you got to uh, wag your tongue into the camera. That doesn't matter to me. Do whatever you want. That's not why I'm watching the Super Bowl.
3: Jim says. That was a fantastic first half. Jazz are also the lucky; the game didn't last much longer. Looked like the Jazz were getting fatigued no. and a bit frazzled at the end. No, if it
2: lasted a longer, if it would have lasted a little bit longer, then they would have went on a fifteen to nothing run. <laughs> it, it was just, their turn. They were trading runs. Yes, they weren't out of gas. The ultimate game. We hear basketball is a game
3: of runs. This was the ultimate classic example. It really was. <laughs> Jazz pushed that thing up to twenty one. <laughs> the Mavs got within. What they get it down Three? to? Like? Was it that close? I thought in it was
2: third,
3: 83-80. In the third quarter? Mm-hmm. And then the Jazz. And then they went back up again. Yeah, and then in the, the Jazz went on quarter. a run. It was 8-0. Boom, they finished the third quarter. I thought that was a different with the, uh, the Nuggets who came back against the Spurs, which, you know, probably a bigger difference to the talent level and the Nuggets. Man, when they got on a run, they never let the Spurs have another run. And so they were able to come back from their 23-point deficit. But down 21 at the half, the Mavs could never take the lead again. No, and their best player isn't playing, so you should be able to do that,
2: and they did do that. And, and you know, Conley didn't play, but Moutier, man, he's a player. He's coming in and doing his thing. Yeah. As Alex Jensen said, that uh, Moutier hasn't
3: been playing much, if at all. He's ready to go. From the second he checked in the game, and as soon as he checked in, I was thinking, I wonder how he'll be. You know, he had not played in a while, the rust and all that kind of stuff. It, Man, I thought he was making positive plays right no, from the There's no get-go. question he was.
2: Again, that Jerry Sloan was ringing in my ear where he says, Hey, it's not just this team. There's uh, whatever, how many teams they have in the league at the time. There's that many teams. You're auditioning all the time. Mutier is just barely getting started as far as his pro career.
3: He probably wants to play another 10 years in this league, right? He, uh, and I think that's why he takes the attitude, Hey, I want to get better as a player. You know, he's bounced around. So the message is, Well, the teams don't think you're good enough. And so he's thinking, well, i got to get better. And I thought his walk-off interview on the radio with Locke and Ron Boone, which we replayed this morning, I thought it was, uh, it was really good. And, you know, it's, uh, you always wonder how the players see stuff. You know, you can, it's like the glass is half empty or it's half full, and what do you see? And, and David just asked him point blank, you haven't been playing as much, although you've been playing well, now you haven't been playing as much. How are you handling that? And he said, well, I knew when I came here I wasn't going to play a lot. And so he almost looked like – I, what I took from that is he knew he was kind of playing on borrowed time with Conley's injury. He didn't think he was getting a permanent place in rotation. He was just happy to get what he got, and he knew Conley was coming back at some point. But it does seem like he's going to play in spots, and he may have known that for a while. Okay, a night of a back-to-back, and if Conley's got you know, aches and pains and whatever is going on – or if it's just precautionary, there, there may be spot minutes for Moody in situations like last night's game. Uh, going forward, yeah, there's no way Moody is going. Uh, Conley's, Conley's going to be, be an Iron, Iron Man games. Yeah. I and mean, he's just not going to happen. It's, it's not. Nor does it feel like he's going to play 28 going forward or whatever they got left. I think it's 28, 27, whatever it is. Yeah.
2: So I appreciate and respect his professionalism to make sure that he's ready to go because he's playing for contracts. Uh, he's playing for his personal money. Now he's playing to help the team win, sure. But in a situation like that, he doesn't have his money. So he's playing for an opportunity to stay in this league. And so you've got to be ready. And he was ready to go.
3: I'm now, happy for the kid. And if you've got a uh, a good mind for this side of the game, or if you're smart enough to hire a good agent who has a good mind and they spell it out for you, it seems pretty clear. You know, Conley's making huge money here, but... You Know he's a guard, he's in his 30s. How much longer is he going to go? He's, he's going to be paid next year, too. But then Donovan's big money is going to kick in. They're going to need a backup for less money. Maybe that's going to be Moody. Maybe his future is right here. He's showing, the be. Jazz I don't know, flashes of what he's got. And they, you know, who knows? they like to get guys. It's true with trades, and you never know how rosters are going to change, but they're always looking for a guy who can produce and not be on a lot of money, as everybody is.
2: Yeah. And Clarkson's going to be a free agent, so what are they going to do there? Uh, I assume they find ways to sign him. So I can't tell you what the future holds for Mudiay, but I can tell you based on what I've seen this year, the future is
3: bright for is him in
2: the league. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. You got to be in the league, uh, especially when you're a youngster and you've bounced around a bunch of times. You know, I mean, the best case uh, Chauncey Billups did all that and then he settled in and. Had himself a nice run, Mr. Big Shot or whatever he was called and all that stuff. And I'm not saying Moody is going to be like that. But I appreciate him being ready to go mentally and physically when it's his opportunity. And it's his opportunity. It's funny because, uh, you know, you're watching the game and you see when guys come in, a lot of times Snyder will walk with them a little bit as they go to check in, giving him giving him some last minute instruction. And I'm watching the game, and you can see it in the background of the television set. He's walking somebody up. and I, and I go, oh, who's coming in? I've forgotten about Moudi, and I couldn't, <laughs> you know, it's far away, so they're not focusing on right. his face. so I could yeah. is that is that Howard? Who's coming in? I, I didn't, Are Morgan, I mean, uh, I think Jawan, by Jawan Howard, but Morgan, is he coming in? And I wasn't sure who it was coming in because, you know, you can see the regulars, you, you, just their body, the way they walk. Yep. You, you know who
3: it is, even but if you, you can't don't, see their face. But the last five or six guys on the bench, we don't know the same way. Right. They're, they're just their Joe's mannerisms. Joe's this distinctive walk. Yeah. And yeah. Rudy can only be Rudy. And Joe's white, and
2: there's not as many white guys. I know you wouldn't think that, but I would. Uh, you didn't confuse Joe and Bogey ever? No, because they about no, the same. No, because, I know, same size no, because I know. No, because I know Joe's walk. Yeah, yes, and but I didn't. Kn- I just lost track of Moutier and his mannerisms because I haven't seen him that much. And then when he came in, oh yeah, of course, right. Conley's not playing. Moutier's going to get his minutes now. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Can he continue? Was,
3: uh, I thought he picked. Right generally
2: now. speaking, he's been playing well. It's yeah. good to see. And there's a, there's a thing uh, I was looking on Twitter uh, on Moutier. Moutier was trending. And uh, it's uh, Jazz looking tired in the third quarter, losing grip of the lead. Moody and Clarkson to check in. Yeah. And it's a picture of Batman and Robin,
3: you know, the cartoon <laughs> when they're <laughs> <Nice>. running.
0: <Yeah.
3: laughs> uh, they were a big lip. That was part of that run late in the third quarter. They were a big part of that. For sure, Yes. The Jazz have won three in a row after losing five in a row. They've just swept a back-to-back on the road. So, how are you feeling about the club now? Greg, I'm feeling a little more confident. I'm looking forward to seeing the Lakers. That's not a little more confident, Greg. That's a lot more confident. That's the big dog. That's the top spot. Granted, given that the Clippers, the Clippers are pacing themselves here. I mean, the Lakers have the best record in their number one seed. I'm not convinced they're the best team. But I still get your point. Well, Lakers destroyed the Jazz in this arena last time they played. That was in December, right? They play uh, Uh, in March. It's one of those deals where they play twice in three or four days. It was not a a competitive game at home.
2: Things were looking karate at that time. And I, I was looking at the standings last night and just trying to look through the way teams are playing. And the best I can see is three. Because I'm looking, I notice. Wow, Millsaps back. Wow, man, this guy's producing big time. He's a veteran. He, you know, he just needs to get himself in some form of shape, and he'll be ready to go. And uh, sure enough, uh, and Denver's got a lot of guys. that may not have uh, Jokic as a superstar, and uh, may not have a clearly identifiable superstar, or star, all star at the number two slot. But man, they're two through seven. It's pretty doggone good. So, in my mind, it's going to be hard to catch them. You're only two and a half back. Uh, But I like Denver's club. What that means in the postseason, I'm not sure. But I'm talking about seeding for the regular season to determine the brackets in the postseason. Postseason becomes an entirely different animal potentially. Not necessarily always. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah, but, but I'm the funny about thing seating. is seeding.
3: If they're if they're gonna be three four in whatever order, they're gonna be up on sides of the brackets and they can only see each other in a conference final and that seems wild. Well, I unlikely. got Denver at two. So you think the Jazz could get to three and the Clippers fall to four? I don't
2: know that I can, no. Right. I don't. I'm, I've, right now, I, if, if I were picking today... The Jazz finished fourth right where they are. Yes. Yeah. That would be my my selection. And the Clippers, 2-3. I don't think they care 2-3 because in the second round, you're playing the exact same team, and it's one game difference. And if you can't win in Denver, you're not going to win the NBA title anyway. So what's the difference? If you're unable to win in Denver... You're not beating the Lakers. You're probably not beating the Bucs if the Bucs are the team in the other side. And so you're not going to finish with the best record in the league, so you're not going to have home court throughout. So you're going to have to win on the road. And I don't think the Clippers are all that worried about it. Because that, as I say, if you cannot win one road game in a series of seven, you're not going to win the title. There's just, only,
3: oh, um, wait There's only one team that can say that. We just talked about not talking to each other, and then we did it. Dang it. You know, there's also been talk, and I've seen Larry the Laker tweeting about this. He cracks me up, that guy. <laughs> He's tweeting about, the Lakers one on the one seed. They know it's going to be important. I guess maybe if you think three is a much tougher matchup than four, but for all the people, and I assume Larry being L.A. guys on board thinking it's going to be a Laker-Clipper conference final, they literally share a building. It means nothing. They're going to be in their own locker rooms. What is it? <laughs> there's no home court advantage in that series. Maybe he's worried about some matchup in the finals with somebody in the East, but it looks like Milwaukee's running away with that. Or there's a
2: couple of rounds you need to play before you get to the conference final, though.
3: Sure, but I think one and two should smoke seven and eight regardless. Okay, but not necessarily in the second round. No, and that's what I said, that maybe they think there's some big difference between three and four. I don't know that two is going to smoke seven, though. I'd like to think they aren't. There isn't that much of a gap in the standings, but if seven is the Mavs with no playoff experience for Doncic the first time in, that goes back to your theory you're not going to win in Denver, you're not going to win. Now, maybe you do have a six-game series there, and the other is a sweep, and so it's way easier, and you want downtime. Okay, what is experience, though? Does it have to be in the NBA
2: playoffs? We hear that he was all that overseas. And he's been playing high-level ball since 14. And you can argue, well, when they get in, they, they're not expected to win. Go have some fun. And you're just barely getting started. So if you lose, if you got to the playoffs, that's a successful season for the Mavericks relative to where they've been. Which I think,
3: yes, I so totally agree with So you're playing with
2: a little free money there to an extent. You could be free and easy, be loose. And Donchester looks like he has a ball when he plays. So I'm not saying they're going to beat the Lakers. I'm just saying uh, I don't, or the Clippers for that matter, whoever it is. If assuming the Mavs yeah. are seven, maybe they get to six. I don't know. And so I'm just saying that I'm expecting some pretty good first round series, and the Mavs could be one of those teams to provide a pretty good level of competition against whoever they're playing.
3: I hope so, but I have my doubts. Oh, you're a doubting DJ. There it is. Colton says, time will tell if the Jazz are back on track. He says, personally, I'm still on strike for watching games for at least one more. What he sat himself down. He wasn't watching games. Why? A losing streak. I assume he got too wound up, too depressed. Hit oh, him too hard. Geez, he had to back come away. On. You had to back away from the regular season. And then what did he this do? Is not he football missed, here. And then he missed two awesome games. These last two games that's for different stupid. reasons. Who's that, Colton? Colton. Colton, oh, come on, man. By the way, that's Colton with a K. one
2: yeah, eight hundred tow cars. That's with a K too.
3: All right, DJ and PK, 855-340-ZONE. More on the Jazz coming up. Ben Anderson, Jazz radio studio analyst. He was on the uh, broadcast last night. He's going to join us coming up at 830. And at 9 o'clock, Chris Burgess, BYU men's assistant coach, joins us. Stay with us. This is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the
3: Zone Sports Network app.
0: From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
3: Join the big show Friday from 3 to 6 at The Warehouse at 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Prices so low it'll blow your mind. That's The Warehouse. Question of the morning. Jazz have won three in a row. Jazz have back-to-back wins over playoff teams in Houston and Dallas. Are they back on track. Feeling good about them now. I Either. am. Or you still have your doubts. No. Nah, I think I'm, that's why Dean's here. I think he has doubts. Okay. Dean, good
1: morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I hate to say it, but you're not going to like what I have to say today. Pancakes and or is, eggs? What is it? Uh, oh, no, yours well, was
2: lunch. Yours was lunch with... Uh, Coach Schneider it wasn't breakfast, right?
1: Right, but we're right. Not gonna get, let's not get off track. Let's not get off track. <laughs> off track? Deal. That was like our favorite phone call the last five years. I, I, I realize, but Conley, I'm afraid has to go. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. But if you look back, look back, the games that they just won, the, the two games, well, they won three, but the two other games were barely wins with Conley and barely. They were luck games could have been seven losses and if you look at the last game they just won and I watched it very quick carefully three quarters of that game looked exactly like when they were on the big winning streak without Conley in and one quarter they didn't that, but three quarters they did and Conley I'm sorry Conley needs to go
2: I'm well, where? where is Conley going
1: he needs to be on the bench he needs to not be on the team he's not helping them not I mean, let Locke then. pull out the, the data, but it's not just not happening with the guy on the team. He gets back on, they're going to lose again. I'm warning you. I'm just saying.
2: What did Quinn say over lunch?
1: Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not giving any insight, any, any insider <laughs> information. Now you're holding out, you out on us, Dean. Why I'm do you think we have
3: you on the show?
2: Else. Okay, Nothing else. Dean, Dean the Dream, what, the, have they given you any indication that he's going to go?
1: I will say no. There has been no indication of that, but he needs to go. Well,
3: he's not <laughs> He's not going to go, though. You know we're past the trade deadline, Dean. You follow this pretty closely. I, mean, close. they, yeah, they I, I understand
1: <laughs> that. I get it. But there's there's ways. There's ways. You've got to go. They're going to lose. They're going to lose with him on the court, I'm telling you.
3: They're also going to lose you. without him on the court. Do you think they're about to win the championship, Dean? Do you feel that?
1: Um, they could. Hey. It, it's possible. It's hey. a hard road. It's a it's an uphill climb. But um, but they're not going to with Conley on there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you
2: right now. You know, and he's so skinny that he doesn't need to just order a salad.
3: He can have a burger occasionally. Maybe he's skinny because he doesn't have a burger. Oh, occasionally.
2: Boy, right. <laughs> So could you tell them next time? Hey, go go to In and Out, order a burger, man. You, you're only you weigh like 140 pounds as it is, right?
1: You could say that.
2: Right. Now, how about you? Do you mix in a salad? And you, you got a weight issue, or what, what's the deal? Uh,
1: there, I'm not, there's no weight issue. I mean, I like to keep my girlish figure. Okay. But, okay, uh, okay. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. You
1: know. But sometimes I
2: worry about Schneider that He doesn't have enough meat on the bones, man. Is he eating?
1: Well, he needs to quit yelling. And for one, he can barely talk. Yelling? He he needs to, yeah, he, he, you know, he's destroying his voice. He's got to calm down a little bit. But, But, yeah, I understand the frustration and what's going on. But the frustration is Conley. I'm going so back. to you don't to Conley. you don't think they're you, guys
3: back you don't in. think they're figuring it out. You don't think like in Houston that Conley played his best game, fit in the best, and that progress is being made.
1: Well, okay, I forgot to say one thing. It's not <laughs> Conley's game play so much as how the others play with him. The others do not play as well with Conley. There's a disconnect when he's on the floor. There, I mean, look at it the ball's going to the wrong person, it's flying, it's going off people's feet. I mean, it just, the, the connection is not there with Conley on the court, with the other players.
3: See, I, I, would, big one. Uh, I would agree with you earlier in the season that there was a disconnect and it wasn't, but I think like the last few games, I don't know, the last four, four or five games, whatever it is, I think it's looked, uh, I think it's looked way different. It's looked way better.
1: I'll agree it looks better, but it's not where it needs to be, and I don't think it will get there. I think in all
2: seriousness, I think that's the issue. It does look better. Do we, do you, do us think it's going to get where it needs to be? Because that's the issue. I think they think it is going to get where it needs to be. And although I think they've also decreased their level of expectation of where it needs to be, but they still see him as a valuable commodity. So he's going to get his playing time. Now, if you disagree that it doesn't, it isn't going to get where it needs to be. Well, then that's the issue. Because clearly he's played better, and,
1: and I do. I mean, the 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 problem is you, you got a political thing here too. You got thirty mil on the on the line. So, what do you do with the guy? How how do you deal with that? Well, uh, I think do you push it past the trade deadline? now? Yeah, maybe. Well, thanks, guys.
3: Yeah, okay. Thanks, right. Dean. They passed the trade deadline now. I think that they think whatever they can that he can be with them. And I, I agree with your point on you know diminish the expectations. But whatever they can be. And I don't think they can be the champions this year, but whatever they can be this year, the ceiling is higher with him than it is without him. I don't know that that's guaranteed, but if you think that, that's the argument. That's the argument we're making. What do you think about that? That's the question. Well, I think Quinn definitely believes that, having seen him talk about Conley. And having seen how they're improving. Mm. Yeah, I think he has to say it when he talks about Conley. He does. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Because it goes and back I was trying to you've to, g-
2: got. We talked to that with Steve Cleveland yesterday about giving the players confidence. Yes, if you're not going to give them confidence, then
3: they're going to be shot. Yes, and he tends to give players confidence. Yes, like you can go back. He yeah. was saying nice things about Jeff Green right before they cut him. I, I know. So exactly. it's you know that's that's how he's going to handle it. What they say? Yes,
2: I told you for years. Newspapers don't print truth. They, they print, print what, what they're, what they're people told. Tell them. Yeah. Right. Sometimes
3: it's truth. Right. But it's not. Truth is not the objective You're printing what people tell you And you you full well know Back to Dean's point When he's not talking about Lunch with Quinn But back to his point That you know Stuff is political And you can only say Certain things It doesn't matter What sport you're coaching College pro whatever You can only say certain things But still When I've seen him Say stuff to people I thought He believes that Now he could be wrong He believes what? When he was talking about how good Conley is and how much he can help the team, he believes it. He was looking forward to coaching Conley. He wants to believe it. Conley. Well, that might be too. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.